What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Barrel Up Podcast. My name is Doug Clark from Northern Baseball Training. And today I am joined by the owner of Active Body Nutrition and a big supporter of us since we started, Kara Roberts. How's it going? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. First off, thank you for jumping on the podcast. Um, and like I said, you've, you've always supported us. You've always supported me in both my businesses, and I'm super appreciative of that. And I know you're big on supporting local and you know, you're everywhere in, in the community, which is, which is great for, for you. It's great for the community. And it's, I think it's what, what we need more of. Thank you. I love that. And yeah, I love having so, your giant head in our store. I know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many comments on that. I was like, I was an active buddy. I saw your face on the wall. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. So like I said, you know, we've been supporting each other for, for a long time. And, um, mm-hmm. it's, it, I think it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's what communities need is, is that local support because pe- people support, you know, celebrities, they don't know more than like they support. That. Yeah. Then they support like their friends who start a business. So I think yeah. that's, that's huge, um, for, for everything. Right. And you know, you know, you know how it's not, it's not easy starting a business every, every little, little thing helps like every like every share every you know just word of mouth all that little stuff goes such a long way and then when you have that support i've discovered over the past i think we're almost on eight years in business now and um i had a really pivotal conversation with someone in the beginning when i was like freaking out not knowing like what i was doing um and they they saw like all those faces that are hanging on the prince george airport and that chandelier they were just like absorbing the community and trying to assess how to help me best and they said something really great and they're just like you know I get a strong sense of community here so let's focus on you building something that that encompasses people people want to belong to something people want to feel safe they want to feel heard they want to feel like they have friends within what they love doing so for you you have your baseball training you have your 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 fitness coaching and we have our store. So that's basically what we we did and what you've done. And I think that that's another thing that makes it very easy for communities to support each other when they each have built their own communities too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I'm huge on that and, and I love it. So yeah. So somebody, you know, with a background like you, uh, today, I kind of just want to dive into, into fitness, into athletic performance, nutrition, hydration, supplementation, all that good stuff, because I know a lot of that stuff kind of gets overlooked, especially with young athletes, especially with their parents as well. So I know this is going to be very valuable with, with, with uh, hearing from you. Um, and I'm excited to learn as well, learn more. I'm always, I'm always up, up for learning more. So I'm excited to, to chat with, with you about that. But before we do, let's just kind of give a little bit of the listeners a little bit of a backstory about who you are, you know, your fitness and nutrition background, um, when and how you started your store. And let's just kind of chat about that. Sure. Um. So... Going way back, I was actually a housewife. <laughs> I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years where I raised my three children and I had them involved in, in whatever they were interested in and uh, pretty much lost myself in the mix because I wasn't doing anything for me. And so I kind of dove into what I really enjoyed years later. So when my kids were a bit more grown and I went out on my own with them, I started uh, you know, really taking up my love of the gym and fitness. And, and of course, most people do not understand or learn the the nutrition component, including myself for a really long time. The, the body movement is really what's important to people. And I decided in my, I guess, early 30s was when I was going to become an athlete myself and started doing competitive bodybuilding. Um, and through that time, I hired my own coaches and learned 
all the nutrition components from them. And any coach that I worked with, I saw a very linear uh, theme when it came to pre post intra fuel plus all day long nutrition. So that was where I really learned. I, I hired some really high level coaches. Um, I competed in a category called figure uh, in bodybuilding and I became a national athlete very quickly. I did find that that was something that I was good at was uh, the bodybuilding component of, of fitness. Yeah. So I'm 46 now. So I guess I've been doing it for, for quite a long time and I'm never done learning and there's always something new to know, but there's also really, really important factors that, that stay consistent when it comes to fueling an athlete, uh, young or old. And because I'm a mom, I think that that's important that people understand. Yes, I have a supplement store. Yes, I believe in nutritional supplements, but supplements fill nutritional gaps. Children don't need to supplement with nutritional uh, supplements if they're getting the right things from their food. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a lot about like even the different age groups and what to aim for. Then I started my store because I knew that this community needed something where it wasn't just part timers that don't know what they're talking about because people walk into an atmosphere like active body, not our atmosphere, but regular, like for all the years that I was a consumer, I didn't like the intimidation factor of not even knowing what I was doing. You know, there were meatheads behind the counter or people that didn't feel welcoming. So we wanted to create something that your grandma was comfortable to come in and talk to us. And we're not going to talk about supplements right out of the gate. I'm going to talk about your diet. I'm going to talk about your sleep, your stress, your bowel movements, like all the important factors to figure out what your body's missing. Yeah, for sure. Because it is for someone who doesn't know, you walk into a supplement store, it's intimidating because there's there's so much out there. Like, what do I take to, if, you know, I get, I get that question all the time. The first question is like, I want to lose weight. What supplements should I take? Oh. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, let's not even like, even, even with my clients, my weight loss clients, I don't even touch on supplements until they your dial protein, in their nutrition. Protein. Exactly. Protein. Yeah. Pro- protein is the only one Like, get, get your protein because you're, most people don't get enough protein in, but like you need to dial in your nutrition first, right? Like you said, supplements is ju- just supplements your your nutrition and, and your, and your lifting and it helps. And like I said, it, it is intimidating, um, going into it, but you guys are so good there with, you know, helping people who are completely oblivious, oblivious. Like I was at one point, uh, you, you guys are just really good with helping a lot of beginners as well as people who are really into fitness as well. And just kind of jumping back about, about fueling your body. You kind of talked about that. People, people don't look at, at food as fuel. They look at, at it as just something that tastes good because I'm hungry where, you know, our body is a machine. And we have to fuel it like a machine. And if you're just running on empty or you're running on, you know, bad gas, like it's just, um, and one other thing I did want to touch on because you brought it up me as a fitness coach, I work with a lot of busy moms. And like you said, you had kids and you kind of lost yourself because you put all of your energy and all your focus on them and you didn't take care of yourself, which that is like my whole, my whole like fitness business model is, you know, busy moms who struggle to lose weight because they are so focused on their kids, which, you know, obviously you need to take care of your kids, obviously, but you need to take care of yourself as well. And I think if you can be a better version of yourself, you can be a better mother, you can be a better father, you can be a better parent, you're a better person, right? And then they're going to follow in your footsteps. So all my kids are very active and take really good care of themselves as adults now. And I like to think that it was influenced by the fact that I did take them into gyms and teach them basics and they watch the way that we eat and, and, and continue to eat on their own without me around. And, you know, your children will mimic you. 
they will do what you do. So if you create a very unhealthy environment, like I did in the beginning, I mean, I was back in the, like back when my kids were born, there wasn't words like depression and, you know, there, there weren't things that were relatable. You just felt isolated and alone. And, and, and I, I probably had really bad postpartum, but was never diagnosed because I didn't know that you could diagnose anything back then. So I just slept and I napped and I would wake up and I'd eat and the house fell apart and everything was disgusting. And, you know, I just, I didn't like who I was and I didn't recognize any of it because I had no one to talk to about it. So once I took my fitness into my own hands, I was 25 when I reached my rock bottom and I just threw my kids in a stroller and I tried to walk up St. Lawrence Avenue, that big hill in Prince George. I, um, I had a back injury, a really bad back injury from lifting babies wrong. And that's what kind of started me into that. And I just walked as much as I could until I lost a few pounds. And that was just instantly because I put myself into a deficit because I started activity, started activity, yeah, walking. And then after I felt a little more comfortable, then I, I got a membership at a woman's gym, but I knew how to good daycare and would take care of my children properly and that I didn't have to be seen in public and so on and so forth. So people will possibly come into the store and see where I'm at now physically and where I am confidence wise and, and assume that I've never been where they've been before, but it's really important to never compare your middles to other people's beginnings. So, you know, 100%. not, or, I mean, we're supposed to talk about kids and sports supplements today, but I think it we'll is important there. to talk about the people taking care of the kids too. Well, I think it all starts with the parents, right? Yeah. Like it all, like you said, like you, your kids are going to do what you do and not what you say. So it all starts with the parents Like you want your kids to grow to be, you know, strong, healthy. And, you know, but if you're doing the exact opposite, then they're going to, they're going to follow in your footsteps and yeah, their kids. So, you know, it might not show up in them like right away because they are, you know, kids and they're active and whatever, but you know, they're developing the habits, right? They're developing eating habits, they're de developing fitness habits. They're developing hydration habits. They're developing all these habits that you're just passing down to them, which eventually once they're done being kids, it's going to catch up to them. And then they're going to pass it down to their kids. That's right. So um, you it's all it about off where you are now with your generational change with I've seen videos of your cute little son mimicking and lifting weights. Yeah. Any other kid that's never seen their parent do that at his age when when he did that, like what was that like six or seven months ago? Yeah. They wouldn't know what that was. They wouldn't like go up to this object and pick it up and, you know, curl yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they're watching you and they're learning. And, and, you know, if you're just, if you're like not eating right and you always feel like crap and you have no energy and you're sluggish because of what you're eating and you're not exercising, like eventually that's going to, they're going to follow in, in their footsteps. And like I said, be the generational change. That's what I tell all my clients. Like usually most people who are overweight and unhealthy, their parents are overweight and unhealthy and so on. And then their kids are going to be overweight and unhealthy unless somebody decides to make a change. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's with fitness or that's with like anything with like life in general, with, with following your dreams. Like if somebody decides to not, Hey, I'm not going to work that nine to five anymore. I want to follow my dreams and actually do it because, you know, your parents worked a nine to five, their parents worked a nine to five. You, they went to school and got it. Like, that's what, that's what, that's your, what you and your, I both did. Yeah. You're, both you're bred, it was scary. Yeah, you're you're bred to do that. It's because you're 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 wired. Your brain is wired to to do that because it's safe, right? Um, and like I said, yeah, I did that. Like I worked an engineering job for twelve years, and then and then to leave that to pursue my dream is difficult. But it's like it's possible, and you just have to go for it. You have to rewire your brain and what society trains you to do. I remember when you started coaching, and you had you know been a customer and come in and had lots of conversations and started the Northern Baseball training and. I remember the moment that you decided to go all in 
and you said that you were giving up your engineering job. And I was so pumped because those of us that have done it, we understand, we get it. Everything is about action. You can talk a big talk all you want. You can say you want things for yourself, but unless you actually do it, it's never going to happen. And I remember the day that it happened for you. And I could tell by your like confidence that you're doing this now, that you've accepted it, that you are going to be very successful doing it, which is key to everything, including fitness. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about taking action. Like even, even with, with Northern baseball training, when, when we started it, like we, we talked about it for so long, like we should do this, we do, should do this. And then finally, like one day we had the conversation, like, okay, let's actually do this. And we took action. (laughs) Like we didn't, we didn't know how to start a business. We didn't know how to like, all we knew was like, baseball. (laughs) exactly. You just learn, you learn as you go. Like nobody, anybody who's anywhere had to learn how to get there. Like nobody's born just knowing everything and how, how to get to where they go. They just learn and they get there. So we took action with that. And like, we didn't, we didn't know where we're going, went in blind and, and got to where we are, but most people have ideas and just no action. Like even like I've so many like baseball buddies and we, we opened up a batting cage and they're like, Oh, I was going to do that. You know, I had that idea. It's like, well, everybody has the idea. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody has these dreams that they want to do it, but nobody takes people action. People say to me they want to compete. I'm like, oh, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be shredded. It's like, well, you know, it takes work, and you have to. Like, it's not just. Yeah, let's just kind of jump into um, nutrition and and with kids and and like athletic performance with kids and how important it is because you know even me as a kid like i played a lot of sports but i didn't have any of those habits like i didn't know how to fuel my body for for sports i don't think i ever drank water ever right <laughs> and i think a lot of kids are the same and like i said it starts with the parents and and get getting them to understand it so that they can pass it down so as much as this is about kids this is the, like information for parents to know so that they can like they're the one that's feeding the kids right so how I important always- is it Part of my meetings when I am um, helping nutrition for young athletes, it is more important that the person in charge of food is there, whether it's a billet or whether it's a parent, they're responsible up until a certain age. And of course, I direct the conversation to the kid because they need to be a part of it. And they're bringing home their Tupperwares and they're washing them themselves and getting them packed with their parents. Yeah, definitely. So like how important is it for kids to, you know, just, just for athletic performance, like how important is it for them to, to fuel their body properly? And like, what should they be eating during when, when they're getting ready for, for a practice or a game? Like how, how are, let's just kind of dive into that a little bit. Sure. Um, so I think on the measure of how important is it, like we, you already touched on this, but people will put so much money into equipment. People will put so much money into the coaching. They'll put so much money into this and so much time and they forget the most important component. You are your vehicle. You are like the thing that's doing the stuff. So why would you not take as good, if not better care of that? So let's start with carbs. So one of the most important things for anybody to fuel themselves with is going to be a carbohydrate when they want sports performance. Okay. I don't want to go too far into that without talking a little bit about what macronutrients are. So macronutrients are the most important big ones. This is your protein, your carb, and your fat. And then of course, fibers in there too. But those are the things that should be on everybody's plate at certain times, especially depending on if they're going to be, you know, doing sports or not. So uh, carbs and fats are the ones that give you energy. Okay. You do not get energy from your protein source. So when you're eating your meat, your cottage cheese, your Greek yogurt, your egg whites, your protein powders, that is going to be just something to help you build and maintain and protect your muscles, which will touch base on the protein source. But for kids, kids only need about half of their weight 
their body weight in protein in a day. And that is depending on the age and depending on their development too. I hate lumping them all together and saying, if you're 12 years old, you eat this. No, I assess when I look at a kid, if there's a kid that's, you know, close to six feet already, (laughs) his mom's like 14, like you could probably handle a bit. Your kidneys are probably pretty developed. So kids only need about half their body weight in protein. They need to fuel their bodies more with the carbs and the fats. Now, what fats do, fats do not actually elevate insulin levels. They do not actually cause the same effects that, that, that the carbohydrate does. So we use those more in nutrition for things like fat burning. They're really great for cognitive function, good for inflammation. There's, you know, your, your brain is like 85% fat. So you need fats in your diet, but that's not the, that's not the, the most important part of, of fueling for sports. The carbohydrate is going to be now what we're looking at is all food, but especially carbs break down into large amounts of what's called glycogen. Glycogen are these little sugar molecules that food turn into once you're digested. So timing with food is everything as well, because I don't like myself included. Every parent is shoving something down their kid's face, like a granola bar when they pick them up from school and get them to their sports. <laughs> yeah, and something quick. Yeah. What's happening is all that blood flows in their stomach. They don't get the chance to get the blood out to the muscles, warm it all up because it's focusing on digestion. And that like as a kid, I used to get like really bad cramps for gym class because we'd have it right after lunch and stuff. So basically every kid that I do a nutrition plan for, the first thing that we have to talk to is the teachers and find out if they're okay with the kids eating something in the last period or before their pickup is. And, you know, any responsible functional adult should allow even employees to be able to have a quick bite to eat if that's part of sure. their plan, you know, their lifestyle. You know, that's one of the reasons I started my store was I knew I couldn't eat every two hours at a regular job. <laughs> make a job so I can eat whatever I need to. Exactly. So getting that digestive process under the belt, probably about half hour-ish, 45 minutes, what happens is the blood is able to transfer out to the muscle tissue and it transfers into glycogen now. So what happens is these carbs turn into these little sugar molecules. They fill up your muscles and your liver like a wet sponge. Picture it like a wet sponge. Now you have your energy, stamina, focus, endurance, strength. All these wonderful things happen with glycogen. So as we go through our day, it depletes slowly as you're performing in the gym or on a field or wherever you are you're actually depleting quicker. So keeping the glycogen topped up intra, like during, that's where we'll talk about supplementation as well, is also important so that you don't gas out. So we can keep people at a higher level of performance, not gassing out. Um, And I guess one of the best things that people are going to relate to that I don't agree with, but I'll explain why is things like Gatorade. So that's the purpose of the Gatorade. Gatorade is refined sugar. It is a very, very, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar company that hires high level athletes to say, I take this. And yes, they take it, but they're spiking their, they're spiking their insulin super quickly, which is great during performance, but it's also going to come with a crash. So, you know, using more of a supplement that would be made from like whole foods, like potato starch and corn starch and stuff like that, that's not going to quite do the same dramatic effects that the sugar does on your insulin. And it's also not necessarily going to give you diabetes one day, which can also happen when you have too much sugar in your diet. Right. Um, And that being said, the other component that we are going to talk about today will be electrolytes. We'll bring in talking about sodium, um, potassium, magnesium, calcium, what they all do, but that's also going to be part of the intra. But first and foremost, it's the pre-workout fuel, the pre-workout meal. 
So having your kids eat something that has, you know, rice, potatoes, quinoa, pasta, you know, sourdough bread is really great because it actually helps to kind of regulate your blood sugar. So it's better choice than white bread, you know, whole grains, that kind of stuff. That's going to be the important part of the meal. So people have to understand when they're grabbing their kids a granola bar, it is loaded with sugar. It is loaded with calories. That is ideal for like, if you're hiking and going out in the bush and that kind of stuff, when it comes down to before sports training, I wouldn't choose a granola bar, especially if there's lots of fats in it. So if you're looking at one that's full of seeds and nuts and stuff, that's going to slow down that process for your kid. So if you can just fuel yourself with carbs and of course, protein should be everywhere. So a little bit of protein and mostly carbs pre that fat doesn't get the chance to slow down the digestive process. So you get to load into your muscles quicker. You get that blood flow out of your digestive system quicker. So that's why people like to eat like chicken and rice, Mm -hmm. right? Great, because that's going to be your carbohydrate fuel. Then you're going to have your protein in the chicken. And that's going to be something that's going to, you know, help you with staying anabolic. Being anabolic is also super duper important, which is the protein component. But before we go any further, have I missed anything? Do you have any questions about carbs? So like before, like you said, like you kind of had an example of, you know, you pick your kid up from school. Now you got to take them to, to baseball practice or hockey practice. When should they eat? Is like an hour, like half an hour, like 45 minutes? What would be the best time to have like a meal? And when you went before that, they shouldn't grab a granola bar. Obviously, they should have like some rice and some chicken. And, and like nothing, a... though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Better than nothing. What group are we talking? Let's talk realistically here about what they will eat. Yeah, let, let's just kind of shoot like maybe like early teens, like 11, 12, 13, 14. So, I mean, even a sandwich, if you're going to build yeah. a you know, have some really good meat. Like we are really big on food prep, meal prep. And as you'll see on my Instagram, if you ever follow me, I, I like to cook a lot. I don't dabble in it much, but I, I will. I want to start doing that a little bit more to teach people. Um, but I will typically barbecue up a whole bunch of meat once or twice a week. And you can even like slap a chicken breast in between a couple pieces of bread. And if I'm going to have it before the gym, or if I'm going to give it to a kid before something, I'm not necessarily going to put on the mayonnaise and the cheese and all those fats that are enjoyable. Like I'd like slap on some mustard, throw in maybe a little bit of lettuce, but meat and bread (laughs) for a kid. But tough life. Tupperware life is is key. So when you get into like actually cooking, like you can make them like a nice cold pasta salad and throw a little bit of tuna in it and they can huff that down with a fork in the car. Like there are options. It's just a matter of putting the time into it. And every kid is different. So yeah, for sure. Is there like a a quick like bar that you would recommend if the parents don't have anything prepared? Um, Like obviously not a granola bar. What would would be the best one you would recommend? Because like there's so many out there, like Cliff bars, like Lara bars, like there's so many out there. What would be the best one you would recommend? I love, there's a company called Nutribolics. This company here, Nutribolics, makes a bar that we carry called Feed. I don't carry a lot of high carb bars because unfortunately the world is more aimed at fat loss and losing weight. Carbs are bad. Carbs are bad. (laughs) The yeah. reason I pick that one though would be because the first ingredient is oatmeal. So okay. it's whole foods. So whole foods bars. So look at your cliff bars. Look at all these things. Like have a peek at what's in the ingredients. And you want to make sure that the first ingredients aren't sugar. You know, like dried fruits are great sugar sources. People need to understand the use of dried fruit even as a carb source. So that's a really great quick energy. Um, And the reason being is because fruit has a whole spectrum of minerals and vitamins and all these great things. When you like get a piece of fruit, something like a portion from the earth, like an apple, your body also is given all those minerals and vitamins that help your body break down the sugars that are in it. When you dry a piece of fruit, you take out all the water. 
So now you've concentrated those sugars. That's why the portion's so small. That's why your kids would get a box of raisins that was this big, because that's equivalent to this many grapes. You know what I mean? So if you're going to find something that's going to be like if the first ingredients are sugars or high fructose corn syrup or or any of the secret words that sugars are, most likely you can't pronounce it is the rule. <laughs> Sugar. That should be low on the list. Of course, they're going to add some fun to make it taste good. You know what I mean? But if you're going to be going to more of a whole food store, more of a health food store, you're going to have better options than running through Costco and running through Walmart. You don't want to have the cheap stuff. You want to you want to put a little bit more into same with groceries. People have to stop asking why is why are healthy groceries so expensive and they need to ask why cheap groceries are so cheap. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, and it's you know, the example of, you know, picking your kids up from school and going there. The big thing you see is like with tournaments, like they're out of town. Kids are living off like concession food or gas station food or they're grabbing, you know, pizza in between games or hot dogs or whatever and that's just that's just not good for for performance when you have well, a game. You want to go to you want to sit on the couch when you have pizza. Yeah, <laughs> the last, yeah. When I'm at the lake or camping and I'm having hot dogs, do you think the first thing I want to do is jump up and run around and play no, after? Definitely not. <laughs> no, it starts so what, the lethargy process. <laughs> what would be what would be a good a good thing to to have on the road? Like let's say you are in a tournament um out of town and you're mm. in between games what would you recommend would, would be a good a good thing to have like if you're out of town what would be a good option okay um so out of town typically if people are going to tournaments they're going to be in communities that have a little bit more available to them than we would say up here in prince george unfortunately when it comes to meal prep so one thing that i recommend that people do is know where you're going and start getting excited about the fact that there's people cooking for you there so you have so much access if you're going to big cities, like I think Kamloops even has meal prep. I know that's tournament capital. Then you got like Vancouver's and your Edmonton's and all these places that you can phone ahead, get meal prep done for you and your kids. And it can even be delivered to your refrigerator that you've asked for in your hotel room and waiting for you when you get there. So meal prep companies, if you look up a meal prep or food service companies, they typically have health and nutrition and whole foods in mind. So that's one thing you can do. The other thing is, I love the saying, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So getting yourself organized ahead of time. You all know your schedule. You all know when you're going out of town. Oh, yeah. You don't need a last minute rush of crazy, right? So a lot of things that I will do if we're going on the road is I will prepare a few Tupperwares ahead of time and I will do something that I do enjoy eating cold, say fried rice, some kind of meat like shrimp or chicken that I enjoy and I get it all chopped up and ready to go. And I have a special fork that I love. I have a lunch kit that has ice packs that keep food cold for 16 hours. That's the ultimate, but that's not something people are willing to do anymore or, or not even anymore. Just people aren't willing to do that. You know, that's my lifestyle. That's my kid's lifestyle. That's how we love, you know, when I go on road trips with my kids, I go and I buy a giant veggie tray and I buy a giant fruit tray and we tailgated a couple times on the road where we open all that stuff up. I will buy beef jerky, big bags of beef jerky to get your protein in. You know, we will have some whole food bars available if so. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you can make good sandwiches. You can make yourself rice bowls. You can make yourself wraps, that kind of stuff. Um, the main thing is getting really good nutritionally quality, nutritionally sound food into your containers. Yeah, I love that. Like preparation in anything equals success. Like if you're not prepared, you're not going to succeed in anything. And people people will take the time to book their hotel, 
find out, you know, where they're going to go. They'll even go, if they're camping, they'll go and they'll do a big grocery haul. It's like, take a little bit of that time and, you know, plan where you're going to eat while you're there. And like you said, if, if you're going to be buying a whole bunch of groceries or you're going to be eating out, like those, I never thought about that, but yeah, meal prep services, like it's like perfect. It has all the macros on it. You know, that's just like a, such a good idea. And people spend so much time preparing for other things and not actually focus on the food that they're going to eat. They'd rather just like, if you're going to go to get somebody else, cook your food at like Boston pizza or spending and, more. Yeah. You're spending more, get it from somewhere else. That's actually healthy and, and, yeah. uh, and have it pre-made for you. When I was competing, I remember I was, I was going to, I, I, I avoided the road at all costs. So again, preparation is key. And I would go away. Let's say I went away for a weekend. One time I had to be part of this art expo in Vancouver. Um, I was two, three weeks out of a competition. There's no way I am eating anything out of my plan because this is a hardcore lifestyle at this point. So I would prepare 36 meals, which would include my half a cup of rice, my four ounces of chicken, my little bit of broccoli, like whatever I was eating. I would dice it all up. I would put it in baggies. I would freeze it. I would make this lump and I would put it in my suitcase and I would take meals out ahead of time. So they would be in my lunch kit thawing at the time I was supposed to eat them. And when I'd get to the hotel, I'd go and I'd grab ice and I'd fill the bathtub up and I'd throw all my meals there, changing out the ice and water every six hours. That's the extreme. But once you do that, you can't scale back to just being like civilian, buying a granola bar and a bunch of Costco snacks. You find a balance. Now, now I have a balance that is, is way more acceptable in society and doable, but I can't go from knowing how I felt and fueled myself to that extreme. Cause that is what an athlete should do. Yeah. Every little athletes should have that done for them. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about like how you feel, right. Especially yeah. with like, with just us in general, just as people, like we all want to feel good and all, it all goes down to the food we, eat. and same with, with athletes. Like it's all about how you feel. If you feel like you're like you have energy and you feel like fueled, then if you feel like I just had pizza and now I got to go play hockey, like it's just like you don't feel good. So, um, yeah, it all comes down to preparation. Like, good spot. Yeah. And like you said, like fitness competition discipline is like is a whole nother level than than just, you know, the balance that most people like to like to have. But you still need that. Like I always talk about the 80 20 balance, right? 80% 80% yep. healthy, nutritious foods, and then 20% whatever you want, whether that is, you know, pizza or cookies or donuts or whatever that is. Popcorn and cream every single night, every night. Yeah. I get calories for that. And the rest yeah. of the day, nutritionally dense. Talking about food prep, do you want to have like the little peek in my fridge? <laughs> and sure. I will show you a little bit of what food prep looks like in our house. I have cold pasta salads for this week, ready to rock yeah. and roll, full of vegetables and wonderful like healthy fats i used olive oil and then i have like all my chicken cooked up mm-hmm. for the you know i've got my fresh fruits all washed and prepared i think that that's one thing that people don't realize is it's the preparation part that sucks so when you have your kids wanting to grab quick things that's accessible that's ready yeah. to go you know 99% of of what people will do is grab what's easy cuz they don't want to bother with that time, right? They're busy. They, they don't have time for it. So even if you can wash your vegetables, get them out of the bags, cut them and put them in Tupperware, your kid will grab them. Yeah. They will eat them. And if this you don't have, easy. Yeah. And if you don't have a lot of crap laying around, you don't have to limit when your kids are like, I'm hungry. So I did see this guy talk the other day that was amazing. And he was talking about how 
he was so sick and tired of his kids constantly saying they wanted a snack because of all the crap that was in the cupboards that he gutted his house and he had nothing but fresh everything in the fridge. And he told the kids free game, have whatever you want, do mm -hmm. whatever you want with the fridge at any point. And those kids kind of slowed down the in-between snacking and, and actually became healthier children because they weren't in the cupboard having cereal and, and crappy snacks and fruit by the foot and all that stuff. Right. That's kind of how I, how I grew up is corn dogs and pizza pops and fruit roll-ups and all, all that stuff is what I what I grew up on, but, um, it's just, it's just all For me, like, that was just, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My parents couldn't really do that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Let's just talk quickly. I know we're kind of all over the place here, but it's fine. It's good. Um, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's good. You, you talked about carbs there. So let's just talk about protein and how important it is for protein, especially, you know, with, with athletes or just pe with people in general, whether you want to build muscle or burn fat or whatever, let's just talk about protein a little bit and how important it is. Protein in my opinion is the most undervalued macronutrient on the planet by everybody. So yeah. you can talk to your blue in the face. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. People will still eat short on protein. So basically what you're looking at is there's an amino acid profile that belongs to protein. So there's like 20 amino acids together. They make a whole complete protein. So this is available in meats. This is available in things like egg whites, uh, some dairy products, such as what I said before, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, protein powders. All of those sources are complete. It is so important to get all of those amino acids into your body to time it in your body correctly. And also if you are not going to be eating meat and dairy, if you are vegan, if you are vegetarian, you have to understand how to make amino acids from your available sources. So like ancient Mayans would have rice and beans. The whole point of that is because the amino acids in here, amino acids there basically add up the same way that you would get in a piece of meat. Problem being, it also is full of carbs. It's all full of calories. So, you know, depending on what the person's doing, they have to be very, very good at making the right amount of amino acids or supplementing with protein powders um, in order to get those proteins in. So what happens is your body is only ever in an anabolic state or a catabolic state. This is muscle building and protecting. This is muscle wasting. Most people live here. Most people are completely losing muscle tissue at all times because they do not put the amino acids into their body. So I drink amino acids all day long. I eat my proteins that I need to be eating. And typically I would say after your kid turns, let's say 15, 16, unless they're, you know, developed, you want to be aiming children at boys, especially at like one and a half grams of protein per body weight up until their adulthood is the goal, which when you put it down on paper, now, if someone is overweight in a, in a bad way, you don't aim there. So basically for boys, one and a half grams of, of protein per body weight. So if your kid was an athlete and he was, let's say like 17 and he, let's say he weighed a hundred pounds, you want to be feeding him 150 grams of protein a day. And now I don't believe in cramming it all in at once by any means. I like it to be trickling into your system. Now I do something called intermittent fasting for my lifestyle. Now that I do try to have heavier concentrations of protein in my day, I can't reach those full goals because of the fact that I am eliminating meals throughout the day, but most people should be eating five, six times a day yeah. and having, I don't know, for an adult, I would say about it's hard for them, but probably aim at about 15, 20 grams per. And for kids, you could aim at like 10 to 20, but that's just a loose number. 
So mm-hmm. everybody's different. Everybody's body responds different. So I just don't like when people sit here with a piece of paper and be like, okay, this is what she said because you're different <laughs> than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Talk to someone that knows what they're doing. Hire a coach. <laughs> yeah. Hire me. Custom. Hire, hire Doug. <laughs> There's yeah. your plug. <laughs> yeah. That that's kind of the general thumb that I use for like, for like adults, for my weight loss clients is like 0.7 grams to one grams of protein per pound of body weight. But for kids, obviously it's different. Um, you know, cause you know, one, one 12 year old is not going to be the same size as like a, another 12 year old. I, I had 12 year olds that I played with. I had 12 year olds that I played with who were like the same size at 12 than they are now. So obviously <laughs> they got to eat a little bit different, but, um, yeah, protein is super important, especially with, with a lot of, a lot of the young athletes who are trying to, to build muscle, you know, they think just because they went to the gym and had a protein shake after their, after their, after their workout session, that they're going to get huge. And I'm guilty of that when I, when I was younger, I thought the same thing. I went to the gym. I did a couple of curls, did some pushups, did some bench press, had a protein shake, looked in the mirror. Why am I not huge yet? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like I'm, do, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. But you know, there's a lot more to it than talk that. The mom, let's talk about the mom fear that you now know. When you say increase your protein, what's the first thing the mom is scared gonna of? They're going to get bulky. They're going to get huge. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. You're not going to no. get huge. So your 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 body will actually work harder. Your metabolism will strengthen when you eat protein. Yeah. It's also a lower calorie, great way to fill yourself up. So there's many more benefits besides just you know, the amino acids that are in it to be eating your protein. Yeah. Like, like kind of just jumping back to like busy moms who I train and they're scared of protein. They're scared of lifting weights. Cause you say lift weights and, and eat protein. It's like, I'm going to look like the Hulk. It's like, no, you're not. You're going to, it's going to help you burn fat. And, you know, women, women always want to, you know, get you no know, quote unquote toned, which is basically just you having lower percent of body fat and lean muscle. Like it's not, it's not, you're like, you're going to get huge by lifting weights and eating protein. Fat into muscle, they're yeah. not. You can't take bricks and feathers and turn them into each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but when it comes to when it comes to like athletes, when they want to build muscle, like you got to eat, like you got to eat big to get big. And and a lot of kids I see are like lifting weights, but they're like barely eating. They're like mm-hmm. having like cereal for breakfast and a sandwich for lunch, and then a protein shake after the workout. And they're struggling to put on weight, but it's like you have to eat. You have to eat a lot of food to, to gain I was, weight. I did a booth at a sporting thing once and there were scouts up and there were kids traveling from the States and all over Canada to be seen. And I would have conversations with the adults as they stopped by my booth and were, you know, and there were kids that were on a cup of coffee and now it's three <laughs> afternoon. They didn't, you know, maybe had a bagel at like 9am on the road and now they're performing in front of scouts. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the day. This is the day you should have been eating and training to be at your ultimate best. And it's just like, and but but people just don't even know what they don't know. They don't even know that that is not the right way to do it. You know what I mean? Because it's just not a highlighted area when it comes to sports. Yeah, unfortunately. it's not. Like you said, no. you only know what you know. And and people, like you said earlier, is like you'll spend all this money on hiring a coach and a personal trainer and and all the stuff, but nobody teaches the nutrition. Like no, like a lot of parents aren't, aren't willing to learn about that. They're willing to sign their kid up for, for this, you know, academy and, and this guy to work out with them, but like, don't even focus on the most important part, which is the nutrition and the hydration, which I kind of want to touch on too, is like kids don't, kids don't drink water. They don't drink any water. And, you know, 
me like right now where I'm at, like, I'm trying to drink four liters of water a day now. And like that, it's, it's hard. It's a conscious effort that you have to make to drink water. You know, they're not, they're drinking pop and they're drinking like Gatorades and they're not drinking like any water. And it's super important. So how important is it for, for kids to be drinking water? Hydration is life. It's key. It's the most important thing for even muscle function. But here's the kicker. So many people like how you're saying that you're trying to to get four liters in every day. Um, the more your kidneys adjust to how much water you drink in a day. So the first thing you want to do when you, you know, are an athlete, or even if you have like fat loss goals, or whatever is happening in your in your world, the first thing you can do you have control of is upping your water intake. Now what happens is once you up your water, you actually can dehydrate the cell believe it or not. So it's not just about water. This is also about that other component of Gatorade that I was talking about, which just settles that sodium is all that Gatorade has, whereas a good electrolyte. So powder form electrolytes. I mean, yes, you can drink coconut water. That is something that has electrolytes. That is something that's great for like a younger kid that isn't going to be, you know, kidney function isn't going to be breaking down powders as much as someone older. But what you need to look at is sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, they all play a huge role in your body, especially for muscle function. So when it comes to hydrating the cell, so getting that water in, you have to think about sodium and potassium. Those are the ones that are like the car. They're going to drive the water into the cell. So without that happening, you could have brain fog, muscle cramps like crazy. We'll talk about cramping and other things to, to solve that. Constipation, you know, lethargy. There's so many things. Restless leg syndrome. Most people that can't, restless legs. I mean, there's probably women listening to this going, oh, I have that. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. You're magnesium deficient. So most people are. So basically those two components shuttle the water into the tissue. Then you have contractions that happen from calcium and you have relaxation that happens from magnesium. So all of those things are super duper important. And that's why it's important that I do discuss with individuals what, how much do you sweat, you know? Do you ever have muscle cramps? Do you get constipated? Do you have brain fog that's unexplained? You know what I mean? Those all come from dehydration too. That's why it's really important um, just as a kind of ballpark, even if you're just looking at sodium. So anytime you're cooking, if you're doing meal prep like we do, you have to add soy sauce or salt to it. Now, today's society leans away from another thing that's important, which is iodine that comes in table salt. So most people think about like sea salt, uh, Himalayan salt, like all that stuff, because it is like a little more electrolytes in it, but it also doesn't have the iodine. So I encourage people to cook at home with the iodized table salt or iodized anything, because that prevents thyroid problems and goiters, which can happen to people. So salt is really important to have about 750 milligrams per liter of water that you're drinking. So every liter of water that you're drinking, you should at least be, I salt my meat and I salt my veg. So that's really important. And soy sauce too. That's a good one on there. So that's kind of the the, the whole thing about hydration. You, you'll get better mu muscle pumps even. So if it is the gym component, which most athletes will do resistance training to build those muscles for whatever their sport is, um, getting a pump, getting that blood flow into the muscles. So I get way better pumps at the gym after I eat sodium and when I have a lot of carbs, but I definitely find that getting the pump can happen when I have my electrolytes in my intra. So during workout, during anything I'm doing, I always have my electrolytes. Yeah. That's something that also gets overlooked is, is like salt. There's just so much that goes over, gets overlooked with, with nutrition, even just the basic stuff. Um, one thing I want to touch on, like we talked about macros, when do you think is a, like a good time for youth players to start kind of 
tracking their macros because that's kind of a dangerous spot because you don't want them to think like a diet. You don't want them to think that they're they're on a diet because there is a difference between being on a diet and just eating healthy and living a healthy lifestyle. So when do you think like kids and players should start kind of thinking about tracking macros or, or learning about that? So that's an awesome question. Um, I think a lot of the healthy relationships with food come down to verbiage that you choose to use with your kids. I don't say the words like diet. Like even when I was living that crazy hardcore lifestyle, I had small children watching me and I yeah. was hyper aware that I did not need to start any kind of eating disorders. And, you know, they always understood the purpose. So when you focus on the athletic performance part of it and fuel, calling it fuel and nutrition, don't call it a diet. So when they understand that what they're eating is going to help them perform more, it's not about being fat. It's not about looking good. It's about being the best athlete that you can be. So the conversations are the most important part. I have kids that want to track their macros, that I work with as young as let's say 14, 15. And it always scares me because tracking macros is basically like the way that I, okay, back when I was walking and losing my weight, the first and only way that I could do the nutrition component was with Weight Watchers. So Weight Watchers was a points book. And Mm -hmm. that was what you did when you were fat. (laughs) You needed a change. You did Weight Watchers. So it's different to use your trackers as an educational tool than just a fat loss tool thing. So if you're comfortable with sitting down and actually teaching them, actually finding the right, you know, even YouTubers, people that are all about health and fitness and development and performance to explain to them the why behind the tracking so that they're trying to hit minimums, not so people that are trying to not hit maximums with their food are the ones that are looking for losses. So calorically, you need to have a certain number. And I'm not going to give all the information out because coaches don't like it when I do this. <laughs> give <it laughs> you know? I, I give so much information out for free. So it's, it's, uh, I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Okay. Well, then I'll just say it. Like if you want to lose weight, it's your body weight times 11. If you want to maintain, it's your body weight times 14. If you want to gain, it's your body weight times 17. That's basically the, the math of it, you know? Yeah. So, so if you're trying to become a better athlete, you want to accumulate as many calories as possible without storing body fat, which is stored energy, right? Mm-hmm. So most people under eat. And so if you're teaching your kid to eat more through the use of a tracker, I don't see why that would be unhealthy. You know, yeah. I think when you start with it, no, you can't, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. The can'ts and the don't do this because you're going to get fat. Like that's where the unhealthy relationships start. So if you were, let's say, going to give your kids a carb number to work towards, And they understood the layout of what their day should look like. So eating for sports performance means, you know, half hour, 45 minutes before you're going to train, then you're going to have immediately after you need to restore that glycogen. So the most important thing is to give them that fruit right after they've earned it. And a protein source is also great. So depending on their age, I, I, I highly encourage people to have a protein shake because it's very quick digesting protein. It's not as slow as meat. So that's why it's ideal to have protein powder after you exercise, plus a piece of fruit to restore that glycogen. This is just going to replace everything into your muscles. So that is really important that kids understand the timing of it. So if you're going to give them an app, don't give them a number and be like, hey, so you got to hit like 2,400 calories today and do whatever you want with it. Teach them properly with the app. It can be a really important tool. 
but I don't want to debilitate them with it too, where they feel like eh, anxious because they can't track when they're going to go to a restaurant. You know, they need to visually look at what a plate should look like. This is what your carbs should look like. This is what your protein. But you're, you know what I mean? Like all those basic things that people don't do anymore. Yeah, for sure. And like you use it as like a measuring tool just to be like, hey, I need to get this much carbs because it gives me energy to perform at the best. Right. I need to get this much protein because it's going to help me build muscle. Like if you kind of explained it to them the right way so they understand it, it's not like you can't ha- eat eat over this number or else you're going to gain weight. You, you don't you don't treat it like that. Yeah. You say like, hey, these are your goals. And just like anything, like you track uh, metrics in sports, like why, like why not track the, <laughs> the, the, the food that's going to give you an advantage in your sport? Okay. Right? If, you're, if you're eating the protein, you're eating the right amount of carbs, you're eating the right amount of calories to give yourself energy to perform better, to get bigger, faster, stronger, then then what's the problem with that, right? You're, you're, you're working out to do the same thing, right? So why can't that be a, like an integral part of performance. Right. And, and I know some people think like, Oh, you're weighing your food. Like they think it's like you're obsessed or it's an eating disorder or whatever. It's like, no, I'm just making sure that I'm fueling my body properly. Like it's unless you, unless you track it, you don't know unless you track it. Like a lot of people think like, Oh yeah, I eat a lot of protein. And then they track is like, Oh, never mind. Like I'm not even close. Right. When I work with my weight loss clients, which I will candidly tell you right now, I got so done with because of the lack of action. There was I can't the this isn't working. And and for me to put my heart into a plan and to pour my heart and soul into and what I'm assuming as your coach, you are meticulously doing every single thing exactly the way I have said, because you're not reporting any different. Mm-hmm. When I'm your check in, and you're not telling me that you're not weighing your food, and we can't figure out why you didn't lose anything this month. Like, tracking, you can tell yourself all you want, that you can eyeball your food you can get good at it. I can eyeball my food, but I yeah, still after doing it for a long time and doing it the Here. right way for a long time. I know what it looks like. And yeah. I'm like always impressing myself when I do pull my scale out, like say once a week or once a month, I'll be like, Oh, maybe I'll give myself a check-in. And I was like, yes, bang on. Bang that on. is four ounces. Or I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm under eating. I should, I should weigh for a while until I get back on track. But once you have the rhythm of it, when you're using measuring cups, you should see my measuring cups there. I don't even have numbers on anything anymore. Everything. <laughs> Just my dollar store purchases from 11 years ago have been more than, than, than worn out, but I feel great about where I'm at all the time. I don't have to do, I I haven't dieted in years. Mm -hmm. I lived in culture with like everybody else. And until I started actually taking all of that into my own hands and creating a lifestyle. So back to the kids in the app though, also another thing that could create a healthy environment would be to have them also pay attention to how they feel. So look at how that tracking looked that day. How did you perform? You know, not, not, do you feel fat, but did you, <laughs> yeah. did you feel tired? You know what I mean? And then they need to start assessing the other components that are important, such as sleep. That That's also just as valuable, which kids typically, they don't have a problem with sleep. Like we yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. Especially teenagers, they'll sleep 12 uh, hours. And, hopefully, and, yeah. yeah. Um, so paying attention to how they feel as well is, is as important as the tracking is itself. Yeah, for sure. So what age do you think kids should start lifting weights? Because I know that's that's a big question. Like, when should they start actually lifting weights? And, you know. Well, I did love seeing your little guy with his little barbell. <laughs> yeah, I, six months. <laughs> Once they can walk. <laughs> exactly. But you don't have weight on it. So the important, the important thing about when you do have kids join you in an environment, whether it's your garage gym or whether you take them to a facility, is it really needs to be about form. It really 100%. needs to be. 
movement. So I personally took all of my children into the gym with me at 12. 12 was my comfort zone. Now I can't speak for everybody. I mean, there's some kids that are more developed athletically that need to do those movements younger. But I think that for the average person, 12 is a pretty good number. You also have to look at what their maturity level is, what their comfortability level is, because I also feel like for sure with one of them, I'm pretty sure I forced them because everybody else did it. Like, come on, you should too. That's 12 is great, but maybe they weren't mentally ready for the intimidation factor of being in such a weird place. You know what I mean? Like to, to, to someone who doesn't know what a gym is, if you took a, someone from a different planet and took them to a gym and saw all these people like lifting these things up and putting them down yeah. and these weird shaped bars, like it's, it would be that kind of equivalent for someone that's too young to mentally handle that. You know what I mean? And, and the mirrors and just the whole environment of it. So I felt very comfortable taking my children in at 12 and it was never ever about the weight yeah and there was a short time in my life where it was about the weight my ego lifting everybody goes through that you have to you know i could preach all i want and it's about making the most work with the least amount of weight possible unless you are power lifting you know that that is a very important thing to have under your belt as well. And I admire the crap out of it. But when it comes to children, I'm not comfortable with them putting heavy weight on. That should come once you once you realize their abilities. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I started doing maybe a little bit more weight on, oh, for sure, like arms. <laughs> when yeah. my boys go to the gym with me, we could do arms because your levers are close. Yeah. You know, anytime moving things further away from their body, they have risk of injury. So the stuff that's all tight, you know, close grip back mm-hmm. pulls, like all that stuff, we could start adding a little bit more weight to it for sure. And machines, machines are a great place to start if you're in a facility that has them because you're all locked in and that's a nice secure thing. And that's risk what of injury is way less. Totally. So children and seniors, I think that it's really important that if they can get their hands on machines to learn and just feel that what that contraction feels like, you know, to, to understand. And one thing that I was missing for many years in the weight room, because I did aerobics for 12 years, I didn't know what I was doing when I went in the weight room and my thirties. And it, it was the mind muscle connection. I had no idea. I, I didn't connect with my glutes for probably 12 years, unfortunately, you know, so <laughs> getting kids in there. And also like when they are doing a movement, if you can touch it, bicep curl, touch it, make them feel that contraction here, connect with it. Mind muscle it, connection. It erases everything else that could be brought into action. Right. So teaching them mind muscle connection, teaching them form to me is king. That's, that's where they should start in the gym. For sure. Yeah. That's kind of what I think is like around 12 is a good kind of age, but again, not unless they can do it with proper form. So always start super light until you can master the form and then slowly increase the weight. But once your form breaks, that's when you need to dial it back, Um, especially as for the younger kids. Cause I know a lot of younger kids, they get into the gym and they're looking around they're seeing all these, these Jack dudes lifting heavy weights. And they're like, well, I want to look like that. So I got to lift heavy weights. Like, well, you need to master your form too. And these guys have been doing it for years and you're brand new. So form is over everything. doesn't matter how much you lift. You know, I've seen, you see online, like high school kids in the gym and they're like deadlifting and it's just, it's just cringeworthy to watch. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of weight, but you're like, you're going to, for one, you're going to hurt yourself. And you know, you're not, you're not working the proper muscles when you're, when you're lifting it like that. So Form form yeah. is is just super super important with kids and on on that you know in high school like what there's a lot of talk about creatine and I know when when I was when I was a, a kid 
it's like, oh, that guy got is, you know, looks jacks. Like, yeah, he's taking creatine. It's like yeah, when I was yeah. in high school, it was like it was like the high school steroid almost. It's like, oh, he's yeah. taking creatine. Um, yeah. but like obviously it's it's like the most researched supplement on the planet. And it's and it's super safe with for for building muscle, for for you know, losing weight, everything. When should uh kids start thinking about taking that? And when should they when should they just start start thinking about taking supplements at all? Um, again, filling nutritional gaps. So yeah. depending someone's diet looks like talking about creatine specifically it's found in your food it's found in your body it's 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 a very natural wonderful thing to you know accept into your kids routine instead of feeling like it is a steroid or anything that's going to be dangerous for them as long as you have healthy kidneys then you're fine you have to remember supplements are designed for a healthy individual So it is under the assumption that the person taking the product is in good health. You know what I mean? If there's a a pre-existing problem, then of course you need to do your due diligence and know what you should and should not have, right? So basically, I'm comfortable with kids around 15 taking creatine. Um, Anything before that, not, not really interested. I mean, if I saw a gigantic child walk through my door and the parents were like, he's 12. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 12. About it, but basically it's a cell volumizer. It holds, you know, water within the tissue. I adore creatine. So one of my ego lifts that I have, you know, worked really hard at for many years was my bench. That's my one ego that I do. And I was starting to lose it a little while ago and I hadn't taken creatine for a while. So I'm back on it and I'm, and I'm back. I got my bench mm-hmm. back. I feel good. I, I feel like it's a great anti-aging tool. Um, there's actually a lot of studies recently that I'm not familiar with, so I'm not going to talk much about it, but apparently they're doing it about uh, women's hormone health and around menstrual cycles as well, which I am interested to learn about. Um, but when it comes to just giving your athlete and your player overall strength, as well as you know a little bit of cushion in those joints, I think creatine is a wonderful product. And I myself had been stuck on that bench that I talked about for about four years because you can only lift so much. It's just the way your mm-hmm. body works. And you're not yeah. forever load more weight onto something. I maxed out. So then I loaded with, I had done an HCL. Monohydrate is something that's more common. Um, I like HCL because there's no bloat to it. If you want to have some water retention, do monohydrate. Um, but I you know, I, I got to put the little two pounds on each side and then I got to add another half a pound and that was a win. That's mm-hmm. good. You know what I mean? Progress. So I, I personally got to see my progress, especially after plateauing for as many years as I had. So I love creatine. And as long as you are healthy and as long as you drink enough water, which is also important. And if you're drinking water, you probably have those electrolytes too. So there's like a nice little system that's involved with creatine that should involve electrolytes and water as well. And that's going to maximize your pumps. Like the pumps in the gym are going to be great. You're going to recover better. Uh, there's, there's many benefits. So anybody 15 and older in a healthy state is someone that I would highly recommend creatine to. What about uh, energy drinks? Because you see kids, <laughs> kids, you know, slamming energy drinks and the prime energy drinks, and I got a cooler full. Too, they're there, <laughs> and yeah. I will once in a while on a Friday when I don't want to go to bed after work. I will go and grab it out of the cooler and have it. But you're looking at a ton of artificial sweeteners in in a lot of them, and you're looking at a ton of caffeine. Um, which, you know, I come from a household where I have like these insanely healthy women who drink two pots of coffee a day. So I am not afraid of caffeine like Mm -hmm. most people are, but I think that, you know, depending on what your kids have going on. And, and I think that there's a lot of food related 
problems now and, and lifestyle related problems now that don't benefit caffeine. You know, someone with ADHD can actually burn out and get tired from, from having too much caffeine. Um, you know, people can become anxious and they can have a lot more stress and stuff if they have too much caffeine. So people have to understand that a cup of coffee has 80 milligrams of caffeine. So if you're going to go and have a kid have something like 200 milligrams at once, like I personally, I love my pre-workout. I take a giant amount of caffeine before I go to the gym. And then I make sure that on those days, I'm not like I'm having some coffee today because I'm gymming later and I'm going to have less caffeine in the gym. But when it comes to a kid, you're just going to clog those adrenal glands. They're going to become so immune to a certain level of caffeine at some point that they actually will just keep increasing and increasing and increasing. Um, you know, you can get heart palpitations, that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're dangerous, but anytime that I see a young person drinking an energy drink, I'm just like, shake my head. And I'm like, whatever, it's not place to tell them, but in an ideal world, they're not going to be consuming monstrous amounts of caffeine. And, you know, maybe the little inner meathead in me is looking at it like, oh, you're wasting the chance at actually having a good little surge at the gym if you just <laughs> caffeine later and just at that time. You know what I mean? So I'm not a huge fan. But if I see, you know, there's moms that will bring their, their, their young kids in and they'll buy them a couple of energy drinks and just be like, you're not going to have both of these today, are you? And the kid will be like, yeah, I am. <laughs> like... Hey, yeah. this is what you parent. This is where you understand yeah. that child should not have 600 milligrams of caffeine today. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then they'll, they'll let them have the energy drinks, but then they will question the creatine, you know? Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah, what we don't. Yeah. It's funny with health. Like it just people in general who don't know, they'll be like, oh, you can't eat that. Or you can't drink that, you know, supplements. And then meanwhile, they're, you know, going for fast food or whatever, but that grocery store, not questioning a single thing on any of those boxes. Yeah. And they, they do, they do it every week in, in their grocery stores. They're buying all this stuff that they're putting in their body. They don't know what it is. And they question people at the gym who are taking a pre-workout or they're taking protein powder or creatine or whatever. But um, I take just, supplement. I take, I have a ridiculous stack and it is exactly what my body needs. And I can tell because at 46, I feel better than I did in my twenties. I've eliminated a lot of problems that I had. I haven't been to the doctor in years. I don't need to go to the doctor in years. You know, mm. I, I, I feel great about what I do for my body and I I'm a huge supplementer, but that's because I figured it out slowly over years, what I need instead of an Your nutrition is in line and you work out and you're like, everything else is, is dialed in. It's not just like you're only having supplements. You're everything else is locked in. And the supplements help. But yeah. if you're just if you're just doing supplements and you're not exercising and you're eating like crap, nothing's gonna happen. You're not gonna, yep. it's not gonna work for you. So let's just kind of I know I got a lot of uh parents listening to this. So let's just kind of give something for them. So what would be the top like three supplements? Let's say obviously they started working out, they're you know, they're on their fitness journey, they're eat, they're eating fairly healthy. What would be like the top three supplements for somebody kind of getting started? Top three supplements, isolate protein powder. Number one, I mm. love ice because what they've done is they've taken whey protein and they have eliminated the sugars, the fats, the carbs. So what that does is it actually speeds up the digestive process of it. It increases the protein number per scoop. It's not filled with all the things that you could be getting from your whole foods. And it also has like a really, really good amount of, of really good protein. Uh, also, there's good vegan options as well. So a good amino uh, profile in a vegan protein would be something that would have a few different sources in it. Um, that way you get the whole amino profile. So protein 
powders are, are wonderful. Um, electrolytes. I also like my EAAs, uh, BCAs, EAAs, amino acids to be trickling into my system with my electrolytes. That's another thing that I would start people on for sure, especially for athletic performance. Um, calorie free. I drink them all day long. So they're great for even moms and dads. Um, a really good quality multivitamin not ear centrums that are pressed pills that are full of all kinds of binders and microdosing the ingredients. Um, I'm a huge fan of Canadian products. I do not like anybody else but Canadian products because of our strict regulations. What is said on a label is what is in the product 100% or it gets taken off of the shelves in Canada. And the doses are all laid out very, very nicely. So you can see exactly how much vitamin B is in something, exactly how much zinc, you know what I mean? So a good quality multivitamin, electrolytes you've got your protein powders those are like the base those mm -hmm. would be my three for sure and then from there you know you figure it out as you go like let's say someone has excessive muscle soreness and digestive issues then they can have glutamine you know someone mm -hmm. cramps all the time i'm giving them taurine so there's there's other things to do specifically for people but the three bases of what i believe everybody should be having are those awesome well I just want to say thank you for, for jumping on this call. And if anybody who's listening is in Prince George and you have any questions at all about any supplements, anything, go to Active Body. Um, you and Mark have been amazing, you know, with what you guys are doing just here in Prince George. And you guys are so helpful um, with everything our that girl, you do. Our great too. We train yeah. them very hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Everybody who works there is awesome. And and you you do you do a good job just just with everything that you do in your store um, with your with your staff with with you guys. Um, you guys are awesome. Super, super helpful. And you know, I always said anytime anybody has a question, you know, I'm not a, I'm not an expert. I know I, I have some knowledge in supplements and stuff, but you're the expert. So I send everybody to you and you know you're you're very helpful with with them. So, um, thank you for that. For, for everybody listening, where can they find you? Like on social media, do you, Instagram, Facebook? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty heavy on Instagram. I don't do a lot of the other stuff. Uh, so I am active body PG underscore Kara. Um, I do this weird thing that my store is me and I'm my store. So I bring the personal into the business too. Perfect. So I don't, separate account for that but Good i do have a web yeah i think so um active body nutrition pg is my website and i also have a facebook page too so active body nutrition pg and we are not a franchise we are a local independent mom and pop shop so i don't have a lot of fancy bells and whistles anywhere else outside of those two things love it love it well thank you again so much for doing this and if you are in the area um go check them out if you have any questions at all so um thank you again for doing this and uh and we'll chat soon Okay. Awesome. It was fun. Thanks so much, cool. Doug. Fitness and nutrition affects so much more than how you look. It affects how you feel and how you perform. And it all starts with the parents. So if you're feeling slow and sluggish all the time, it's because of the food that's in your house. So how do you think your kids feel during their sports and activities? So for your parents out there who need a little help getting their own health and fitness journey back on track, not only for yourself, but for your kids, go check out my personal Instagram page at DCTheCoach underscore and send me a message.